This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Final score, Wrexham 3, Eastleigh 2. Oh man, we do find ways to win, don't we? We do find ways to win. That was a very, very different game, of course, from the blockbusters we've been having recently. The beating of Stockport County, wow, it's an achievement. Putting six past Barnet with no reply, battling back against Dover. Well, this was epic in a very different way. Eastleigh, unlike Barnet and unlike Dover, came and kept it tight. Didn't quite park the bus as I suspected they might from what I'd seen of them in previous games, to be fair. But, yeah, they kept it tight. And as a result, Wrexham really, really had to work from that. Maybe a little bit of help from the referee at the end. Some might argue overdue help from the referee. Andrew Miller didn't really ingratiate himself to many Wrexham fans throughout. But anyway, let's tell the story from the start. Both sides unchanged. Wrexham, of course, from last Tuesday. And, well, Beastly, after winning a derby game at Aldershot in bizarre circumstances, going to say that was the first win for a while. Their form is horrible. Uh, but they, they presented a lot better than that in this match. Wrexham was made the, the fast start, though. In fact, as early as the second minute, you wondered whether this could be another route when nice little bit of interplay ended up Davis playing a, a lovely pass down the left-hand side of McClareth round the back of the defence. He tried a little bit of cute stuff. And I think tried a very tight a tight shot from a very tight angle with the defender in front of him and sort of ran into trouble and the problems petered out. Wrexham kept going. Toza's long throw, well, he got plenty of practice on that. He tell you what, he had so many long throws, one of which he slung into the near post. It was cleared as far as James Jones. He drove it back in. And Cloweth, well, I mean, what a chance. Six yards out, okay, he's not maybe quite in the right body shape, but it comes across him and he tries to just deflect it past the keeper. Gets too much on it and puts it over the bar. Jones's shot was on target. And it's a little subtle deflection. Probably Wrexham would have been one up after six minutes and in control. Davis had a chance on the free kick on the right wing. Uh, more of a crossing position, really. But you never know Jordan Davis, do you? And he tried to hook it in over the keeper. He got too much on it. It went beyond the far post. But if he got a little bit less on it, I think that McDonald was a struggle to get back. However... Eastleigh were quite cute. I mean, firstly, they didn't do what was expected. They usually play a very sort of vanilla 4-4-2. And they played three at the back. And defended well. Kept it tight. Got bodies behind the ball. But also used the ball well when they came out. The two big, strong strikers were offered targets and stayed up the pitch to occupy the three centre-backs as much as they could. And Hesketh floating around behind them. Looked decent. He did have to go off injured uh, though in the first half, which was a blow for them. But nonetheless, yeah, they they, they were decent. It was still a shock when they took the lead. Mind twenty seventh minute, scuffed corner or or clever routine. I'm not sure. Corner from the right, pulled to the corner of the six yard box where Danny Whitehall addressed it and back heeled it, and it sort of bobbled through the crowd inside the far corner. It was a bad goal to concede, really. Wrexham allowing Whitehall to get there in the first place and have time to execute his back or heel. And like I said, he didn't really get hold of it properly. But Dibble was incited by the crowd, and by the time the ball got through, where well, he could see it, it was too late. So, Wrexham go behind. 
didn't stay behind for long because straight away from the kickoff Braxton with a throw in and equalised Toza hurling it in from the right hand side and Hayden leaping a magnificent header again when Toza puts it in exactly the right spot there's no more beautiful thing in the game than Hayden just leaping and corkscrewing as he pulls his neck to plant it over lovely finish keeper stretched couldn't get to it and Wrexham will level but Eastleigh was still keeping us at arm's length it was really difficult to get the ball moving I mean Eastleigh were very cynical I admit but you know what I'm going to say because I always say it ref's fault really the referee was very weak with them he really wasn't taking control of things at all uh, and so they were pushing it to the limits the time wasting the fouling tactical fouling but if the ref's not acting surely you continue I'd, I'd expect my team to continue doing it if the ref wasn't showing any sign of uh, taking action and they actually could have taken a lead as well camp driving the ball forwards a horrible mistake by Toza he was first one there missed it and Whitehall was in one on one with Dibble luckily for Exum it was down the right channel more than through the middle and Dibble did really well to stand up and save with his legs crucial save that by Christian Dibble because 2-1 at that point would be an issue as it was Wrexham came back quite strongly in the closing stages there was a nice piece of play by Young in the build up pulled it across goal slightly mishit uh, it went wide Davis trying to get on the end of it nearly reached it but just couldn't quite then a good little triangle of build up Davis, Clareth, McFadgen and Mullen all involved down the left hand side Mullen in the end cutting inside taking on his man and trying to curl it around him struck it cleanly but too straight and from a tough angle the keeper was able to take it then in the second minute of added time uh, a, a little attempt by us to work a routine a free kick in a similar position to where Davis had shot from the previous time this time he squared it Mullen got to it first in space in the D his first shot there was an air shot and because he missed it it ricocheted off his standing leg and he could have another go and he leaned back and put that way over so one all at half time Wrexham didn't start the second half strongly the same sort of broken up pattern it's very difficult to get any fluency going easily very keeping it tight in their own half and then wow a nearly a horrible moment for Wrexham Toza with a defensive throw and he decided to throw it into Dibble not the easiest ball to hit is it when it's going across you and Dibble stretched for it slightly didn't take a touch to try to hit the first time and sliced it straight to Whitehall it was one on one with the keeper he drove it in towards the bottom right corner luckily maybe didn't get the best finish on it I thought he could have taken a touch and brought it in a bit maybe he was caught out by the surprise chance and snatched at it and Dibble managed to get down and push it around the post then another opportunity from a free kick for Davis this one he lifted a fair way over before with 25 minutes left Eastley took the lead there's a break through the middle Silver who had come on as a sub for Heskis did really well he beat Toza and drove a shot across Dibble and Dibble might have got his fingertips onto it if which, in which case it would be a superb save touched it onto the side of the post it bounced back out and Whitehall was there to knock it into the empty net Eastley stunning the race goes going ahead again immediately there was a change Max Cloweth coming off Dan Jarvis coming on as Wrexham again went to four at the back and threw an extra man forwards and Jarvis was immediately bright Jones had a chance from 25 yards out driving it in a defender bravely dived and got his head on another goal bound shot 
Jones soon afterwards was hooked for Liam McAlinden as Wrexham really went all out and McAlinden immediately made an impression with some nice little moments firstly a link up play which saw Jarvis feeds Davis on the on the edge of the D Mullen made a great run down the left channel Davis rolled him in one on one with the keeper and his first touch was horrible and it bounced off him for a goal kick very unlike him then it was McAlinden with a fabulous cross swept in towards Mullen. This time Mullen did really well at the back post to get up and head it across the keeper. Good save by the keeper to get down low to his left and hold on to it. Before Jarvis swept a good ball into the box, Palmer jumped and couldn't really jump much because Broadbent was all over his back. Referee wasn't interested in the penalty. Hall Johnson couldn't quite reach it at the far post. Was it a penalty? Uh, we were about to enter the, the kingdom of it. I've seen them given because there were a few at the end of this half as Wrexham poured balls into the box. Uh, you could argue maybe Palmer made the back and was being cute, but Broadbent did climb up and over the top of him. Um, so, I don't know. I think maybe Wrexham a little unlucky. I guess the ref being consistent because Barnett consistently did that to Luke Young in the first half, jumping for balls in the halfway line and the ref didn't give fouls. Anyway, Wrexham kept battling. I think maybe it was a mistake of Eastleys to decide they are now going to park the bus, which they did, because with 11 minutes left, we did get the equaliser. This lovely little gem of a goal in its conception. Young driving through the lines, through the middle, feeding Mullen. Mullen didn't have the best of days, really, and yet ends up winning the match, of course. Uh, he often was trying a bit too much of a little clever, beautiful flick that would open everything up and wasn't getting them right at all. This one he did get right. He's back to goal in the D, flicked it on to the right side where Palmer was. Beautiful ball. Palmer hit the goal line and then dug it out. A lovely chip to the far post. Mullen had had that headed chance earlier, which he tried to place across the keeper. This time, it was a little bit easier. It was just a little bit more central. And therefore, he was able to get his head to it. Knew the keeper's momentum was coming across him and just guided it back where the keeper came from. A lovely, simple finish to a lovely, simple goal, but really nicely, nicely done. And now Wrexham really were starting to pile it on. Almost immediately from the kickoff, Wrexham won it back. Davis went surging through the middle. Palmer made an excellent run outside him. He really should have rolled him in because he would have been in on the keeper. But instead, Davis ran into trouble. Uh, then another opportunity, a cute free kick by Wrexham on the, on the halfway line to try and befuddle Eastley. Released Davis down the left. He pulled it back. Palmer got it well around the penalty spot, but he just couldn't keep his eye on the ball as he was jumping and being buffeted. His body turned and it came off his shoulder and looped just wide. The final attacking change came when McFadgen at left back was taken off and McAlinden was shifted across to left back with Dior Angus going up as another attacking player. Wrexham went close with two minutes left. Toza hurling another long throw in. Palmer meeting it six yards out. And it's hard to see. There's no replay. But it's either a defender jumps with him and gets that block. Or the keeper makes a save by coming off his line, getting close and getting his hands to it. Either way, it was a bigger opportunity, a closer thing than maybe it seemed at first. As you went into added time, another shout for a penalty. Jarvis pulling the ball back for Davis to whip in across. Hall Johnson lunging in at the far post. Difficult to tell with the naked eye and difficult to tell off the replays because he just runs into shot after he's had contact with him. It looked suspicious. It did look suspicious. But the referee again waved play on. And then another big shout for a penalty. Wow, this one. 
felt a bit cast iron. Tools are hurling it into the near post. Hayden jumping. His shirt's being pulled away from his body. A good foot away from his body as his marker didn't really track him. But nothing given. The ball came out to McAlinden, who sliced his 25-yard shot horribly off target. That was the 95th minute. Interestingly, Hayden chatting to him afterwards says, well, you know, I don't tend to ask that much because the refs don't tend to give him. But, wow, it was bouncy, surely. Looked like the chance was gone anyway. 95th minute. The ref had added on four. Oh, no, he hadn't. He had on six, didn't he? Or was it eight? Six. I don't mind. Anyway, it wasn't the end. 96th minute. McAlinden launching a long diagonal into the box. He's aiming for Angus, I think. But it bounces beyond him and is bouncing towards Hall Johnson. Harper, who'd had a crazy battle with Hall Johnson all match, which I'll mention later, actually was accidentally clipped on his heel by Angus, which knocked him off balance. Did that lead to what happened next? Because he then came across and, well, a penalty's given against him for this challenge on Hall Johnson. I've got to say, at the time, I didn't think it was a penalty. At the time, I was thinking, well, this referee's been quite poor. He's been very picky and penalising, you know, sort of pretty minor touches. I suppose at least maybe he's been consistent here. I'm just giving one in the box. Having looked at the replay, whether it's because he's been knocked off balance or what, I don't know. Harper does sort of step a leg across Hall Johnson. I think it's an invitation to Hall Johnson to run into his leg more than an actual foul. But Hall Johnson accepts the invitation, so I haven't seen it again. Maybe it looks a little bit more like a penalty than, than maybe I thought initially. It's certainly not as scandalous as the one we got in our last home win against Eastley when Chris Alroyd was given a penalty for absolutely nothing. But anyway, after an awful lot of gamesmanship by Eastley, trying to get in Mullins heads, trying to delay the, free, the penalty, Mullins stepped up and absolutely lashed it into the roof of the net. And Wrexham had, once again, a late winner. Once again, we'd won. This run of form is remarkable. I tell you what, I've kept in at the end an amusing little moment for me at least you know humour me when Broadbent climbs all over Mullen and concedes a free kick on the halfway line Mullen rolls down and holds his head in order to try to waste a bit more time and Broadbent goes properly crazy at him I mean it's definitely a free kick but he just stands over him screaming and screaming at him because he's gone down holding his head and is hoping to run the clock down I mean, Mr. Broadbent, you just spent 105 minutes doing exactly that. <laughs> the irony was delicious. Anyway, you can see at the time all the Wrexham players were asking how long was left, and they must have been told no time at all, because Young stepped up and gloriously ended the match by trying to launch it from the halfway line into town, down the old road. It was a beautiful conclusion to the game, and Wrexham had got that great win. Uh, looking at the performances, Dibble had that hairy moment with a kick, but did save the, the shot from the rebound. If he saved the one onto the post as well, I remember he made the save with his legs. So to be fair, uh, made some important interventions again. Toza had an unusually shaky game. In terms of driving us forwards, in terms of threat, in terms of throw-ins, he got another assist from a throw-in as well. Tremendous. Um, defensively, though, it wasn't quite himself. Alongside him, Hayden was, was absolutely prime Hayden dominant uh, with his pace with his strength and in the air getting the goal as well and the other side Clevers was fine he did okay got forwards well um, was only subbed early because of the tactical necessity and you've got to leave Tozer and Hayden on the pitch haven't you really uh, so that's the reason 
On the right wing back position, I want to say Hill Johnson, this remarkable battle with Harper. Harper, who was booed from quite early in the match because he was indulging in quite a lot of gamesmanship. Um, the fact is, he, he both he and Hall Johnson looked much happier running at each other than defending each other. I'd say Hall Johnson maybe slightly got the better defensively. Harper looked really lively and quick and dangerous and had a few little tricks up his sleeve. Hall Johnson was at full extension to deal with him, but essentially I think he pretty much did. Harper didn't get that much into the box. Hall Johnson wasn't able to get all that much into the box either. It was a good scrap between the two of them. And it ended, of course, in the penalty. At the other side, I thought McFadden had a really good game. Again, he was sacrificed tactically two minutes left, but he was driving forwards, getting deliveries into the box and linking nicely. So I thought he had a good, solid game. Defensively, he was sound as well. In midfield, uh, you know, it was it was hard work for the midfield because we were up against him, but we weren't giving us much space. Jones, as ever, was terrific with his industry, but and got on the end of a couple of like chances outside the box, but he wasn't really able to influence the game as much as maybe he'd like to. Luke Young, likewise, although he, again. Just that presence of him, a little deeper driving through the middle, does add input us. He puts in a good, good shift, Young. Davis had a little bit of an off day. Things weren't quite working uh, for him. He was finding less space between the lines. Uh, so he didn't quite click for him. And probably the same can be said about the two strikers. They both work very hard. And Mullin, as I said before, maybe trying a bit too hard on some of the cute touches he had. Palmer certainly occupied the centre-backs out of battle. Didn't get much protection off the referee, though, in that battle. But ultimately, the way they combined for the second equaliser was sublime. And, you know, in that alone, they deserve credit. McAlinden came on and made a difference. McAlinden whipped in crosses. He was trying to deliver all the time. He put a couple in that were overhit. But you can forgive him that, can't you? Because he put in plenty that were good. And Jarvis, likewise. Jarvis just off something different, drifting around. Starting to run at people, committing them, putting crosses in. So both of them made a genuine impact. Angus too late to make an impact. But so yeah, fantastic. I think this sums it up. I was thinking about this last night. That was edgy. It was difficult. I didn't really see the winner coming. Um, you know, fair play to Eastley. They, they executed their game plan well. So we were, were lucky to win it. We weren't at our best, as Phil Parkinson admitted. And yet... If that had been any other of the recent seasons, that probably would have been match of the season. That behind twice, coming back and winning. But to us now, with our hands, we are so spoiled, our standards are so high, that we are thinking, oh, well, we dodged a bullet there. Well, it just shows where this club's gone from and where it's going to. Brilliant stuff. So, with the final score of Wrexham 3, Eastley 2, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Rexham AFC media team.